Okay. Good. So, are we talking about technology? I don't know. I think so. I think we should pivot. <laughs> to video? Are we going to cover the it's Iowa caucuses? Video. It's not to video. Don't, don't get excited. <laughs> we, I think we should cover the Iowa caucuses. Uh, they There's may a still chance be going on by the time, time this episode yes. comes out. We'll know the results. <laughs> hey <laughs> Small chance. As people who cover technology, I think we can all agree technology should not be involved in counting <laughs> election results. You know, it's one of those things that seems like it should not be that hard, and yet it is incredibly hard. Yeah, right. You guys, I'm not alone in quitting Facebook. Stephen King has also quit Facebook. Oh. Well, nice. I mean, if it was enough to scare Stephen King, that's saying something. <laughs> on, on quitting. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to his new book. That's the only Stephen. That's the only Stephen King book I've read. On quitting, is on writing. That's a good book, though. He hasn't written on quitting yet that I know of. Uh, but I look, like I said, I actually someday. posted something on Facebook the other day, which I rarely do. I mean, I basically only use it for self promotional stuff, and it's because there are a handful of people on there who aren't on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I don't. We yeah, those mostly. mostly that in my family, which the intersection mm-hmm. between those two. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> close to it's, a perfect circle it's the venn diagram is just yeah it's close <laughs> yeah i don't know guys i'm i'm still recovering from last <laughs> week yeah dan and i have both been uh felled by illnesses recently yeah. um which brings me around to a topic that i'd like to discuss oh, that's related please. to uh our our good our, our our favorite technology which is the apple watch mm, oh mm-hmm. please so, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Matt Birchler, I believe yes. is his name. Um, I think he does this regularly, posted a, um, a really nice, um, thing about his requests for the next version of the, uh, watch OS and we'll put it in the show notes, but it's, a. Uh, uh, but one of the things that he asked for, which I think, <laughs> which came up while I was sick is, uh, a feature to be able to take a yes. day off from like filling your rings and i was yeah i mean i I noticed that like i was at some point i had like barely dragged myself out of bed like late in the afternoon while while having this flu and and my watch says something like you know you didn't fill your rings yesterday but you can still do it today and i was like fuck you i I frequently (laughs) i i think i come down that and i decided i want it called the fuck you i'm sick button um and i think that is a brilliant idea because i do think First of all, you definitely should not be in a situation where you are shaming people who are, like, ill and cannot go somewhere into, like, ah, you can still make it if you make a 30-minute walk right now. And you're like, I can barely (laughs) get to the couch. And when I'm on the couch, I can barely sit there for 20 minutes before I have to go back to bed. (laughs) Like, I got up to take some Dayquil. That's why. (laughs) I'm still angry because I noticed that, you know, every day when I hit my my move goal my watch would tap me twice he'd be like hit your move goal and you've extended your streak and i noticed a week or two ago that it wasn't tapping me twice anymore and i was like oh no and there is no way that i know of on the apple watch or the phone to like view your streak historicals um it doesn't do that so i was Mm -hmm. tapping through each individual day because i was looking at all the circles and they all looked right um, and finally, I found one day where I hit one calorie shy of my move goal. Ah. And I would like my watch, which knows when I go to sleep, it knows what time it comes off my wrist every night, etc., to give me an alert saying, hey, tough guy, you're, you're one calorie away. 
you want to keep this streak going, don't you, pal? Because I'm still bitter. And like it had been such a strong motivator to keep that streak going. And now I don't even know where I am in building my new streak or how long it'll take or what the total quantity of my old streak was. And it was all very frustrating to me because yeah. it's it had been very motivating. And now it's like just an annoyance. I don't know what my old yeah. goal was. I don't know how long it'll be until I beat it. And I'm just angry. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those yeah. things where like I get there is you know you like the idea of the inviolability of the streak or it's like well it doesn't you know it's it's cold and unfeeling it doesn't care right like it's just it's a yes or a no and at the same time it's like <laughs> this is not any sort of actual competition we are engaged in here this is a thing purely for my own betterment and if I want to break yeah. you know a day where I'm sick like I'm not I'm not taking anything away from anybody at this point from yeah. somebody else I, yeah. I mean yeah. e- and even even in the case where I do um like my wife and I do one of the like a rolling seven day competition a bunch of the time. Uh, last week's was in, I lost by an embarrassing amount, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, but even in that case, I felt like you could figure out a way to to deal with that. And like I liked his suggestion. He said it might have come from um, another app or something like like a built in rest day essentially. And I thought that mm-hmm. was that made a lot of sense. But yeah, I think if you're really going to emphasize this being about helping people get healthier, you have to make allowances for things, right? Like you don't you don't want to be yeah. pushing people to do things that are unhealthy just to keep a stupid <laughs> number. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to report that I completely ignored yeah. the watch. Well, I liked so uh, <laughs> I, I liked a lot of the other suggestions on here. Like some of them were adding additional activity rings, like for things like sleep tracking or mindfulness that you could then yeah. like swap in and out if you wanted to view other ones. Um, the yeah. ability to edit uh, workouts after the fact. That's yeah. That's, that definitely is yeah. Because I've run into that as well, where you you know like it's like twenty minutes later, and I've been sitting on the couch, you know, after a workout, and then it says, "Are you still working yeah. out?" Like, no, I haven't been working. When out I was me. before I got sick, I was doing some running uh, to try and improve my five uh, k time, and I was struggling to find a really good app. Solution. That's how you got sick. Yeah, that probably is. Uh, <laughs> That's what did and it, yeah. one of the problems I ran into was if I was logging with a certain app, like. I ended up with like double counted time once or twice where it's like it recorded in the app, which then wrote it into Apple health. And then the workouts app also recorded it. And so I ended up with like, you know, 80 minutes of exercise when I should have had 40 and I was like, there was no way to fix it. It was just like, even though I went in and removed a workout at one point, like my ring still showed 80 minutes for the whole, like the rest of the day. And I was like, well, this Mm. is stupid. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think he had some good stuff in there, um, especially because I know that a lot of people are talking about, like, well, what does Apple even do for the next version of the Apple Watch? And the answer, I think, is like, well, one now that it's got always on, I feel like the hardware is pretty great, and it's really the software yeah. that's letting it down, which seems to be a thing for Apple these days. <laughs> it's a theme. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. guys uh, looked at over at Six Colors. Jason put together the uh, his annual Apple report card, which I believe features both of you as well as me. Um, but if you looked at yes, his compiled yeah. uh, results there, they were kind of fascinating because it was a significant dip for software quality this year. Uh, whereas a lot of the um, people are generally pretty pleased with the hardware quality with the exception of that stupid keyboard. Um but I thought that was interesting, especially lined up with the stuff that Gruber was talking about the other week about multitasking on the iPad and how frustrating that is. Uh, and I and I found yeah. myself thinking more and more about that the other day when I was trying to do more stuff on my iPad since I was just on the couch. And like 
the amount of precision I feel like it takes me to drag an app out of the dock to get it onto multitasking is something that like now that I think about it more, it's like I never do it right the first time because invariably I like swipe up to get to the dock. I go to like tap and hold on the icon and then like I don't hold long enough. And so then the dock like goes away again and I get frustrated. I have to like swipe up to get to the dock again and then try to grab the thing again. And then I can move it over. I don't know. And anyways, software quality feels like a thing that they they are really struggling with. I don't know if it's because they don't have enough people uh, or they're not using their resources efficiently, but it yeah. it is pretty bad. Yeah, somebody somebody said something on Twitter about how it seems like they just keep moving people from back and forth from you know iOS to Mac OS and and they oh, so the guess the, the, the comment was they've overlearned the mythical man month. Oh, yeah, I think that was it. Might have been Doctor Drang. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, and like they're just going from fire to fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that's, I mean, I do that, but that's me. Yeah, well, you're you know? not running a you know trillion dollar software company. <laughs> not that Yet. we know of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Lex. I? Lex, you're okay with the software quality? You feel like it's pretty good. I, uh, I first of all, I think that what Jason does each year is very cool, and I do think that the the scores he gets when he averages everybody out seem to be spot on, pretty much. Um, the uh, software quality. I don't know if I specifically have an objection to software quality because my phone works great and my Mac works great. What's less cool to me, and, and people wrote about this, but like Mac OS updates are way less interesting than they used to be. And uh, you can make the argument, which I have certainly in my head and maybe on this show, that like, well, there's just not that much innovation left to do on the Mac. But that's clearly not true, right? We just, <laughs> we're just we're, we're people asking for faster horses instead of cars, I think, when we don't know what new features they should add to our Macs. Mm-hmm. But I don't typically have my stuff crash. Just last night, actually, I needed to do one thing in a hurry on my laptop before I went to sleep. And I opened it up, and it just, it was awake, but not awake at the same time, if you know what I mean. Like a black screen, but my mouse cursor was visible, and it was yes, trying to wake up. I and get it that. took like four minutes instead of the usual two seconds. And that almost never happens to me. And there's nothing, like, sir, I was very, very close to just holding on the power button and shutting it off in anger and restarting it because that would actually probably get it to work faster. But I didn't want to. That's what but I do. That feels so, so, yeah. It feels so rare to me and so out of the norm that, like, I'm, I'm not fussed by Apple's software quality. I'm mm. more on the argument of the folks who are like, uh, we probably have to get the iOS UI better. Uh, Gruber's been linking to it a bunch this week and talking to people about it more, but, like, it's it's still so bizarre, and that's not to me software quality. That's like that's intentional aesthetic design choices that I think could be better. So that's mm. that's my take. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed both of those things. I mean, like I so just the just before the show, I was trying to move a document in Pages on the iPad, and something I've noticed like I was doing this with a couple different things the other day, and I would bring up it would bring up the little file window where it like lets you choose where you want to like move something to, and it would just sit there. For like a solid 30 seconds and then eventually it would show you like all right here's iCloud Drive here's on my iPad here are the other like third-party services and then I would like tap one of those little arrows to disclose like all right here show me all the folders and it would like sit for another like minute and I couldn't get it to work eventually like I just had to force quit the app and start again but like that thing is totally broken on pages on the iPad for some reason I've restarted my iPad I've done all like and and I just can't it's one of those things that again feels like a a problem that was solved like if i go to my mac and do it it takes two seconds to do this and it's like why is this so hard 
on the way that you've set up your storage system. Like, you know, I know I realized it took a long time for them to get to the point of doing like file management on an iPad, but it felt very much like it's file management, but it's still really shitty. And I don't know why, because it feels like this is not like listing a bunch of files that you're storing (laughs) should not be an onerous process for this very powerful computer. Um, and so that's the kind of thing where it's just like weird little bugs like that, or this one that I get a bunch where like, I'll open an, I'll go to an app and it will be smushed on the iPad. Like there'll be a black (laughs) bar across the top and it will be all distorted and everything. And I have to like, I think usually I can't remember if just turning the orientation fixes it, or I actually have to like force quit the app and relaunch it. But again, it's like, why is this happening? (laughs) Like this makes no sense. Uh, Oh, I just thought of my biggest software complaint on iOS actually cuz you that not the smushed thing. I was thinking about how sometimes if you're if you're playing a YouTube video, uh it'll be like in a small corner of mm, the black box mm-hmm. that's meant to hold the video and I hate that and then you can't find the full size button, but I very passionately hate how photos and videos work within iMessage. Because uh, it feels inconsistent, even though I don't think it actually is. I just think it's not intuitive. But where, like, you want to see the photo bigger, and so you try to tap on it, but it doesn't get bigger. Or the video starts playing within iMessage, but you want it to be playing full screen or whatever. And uh, then if you try to, like, move the photo or pan around or something, like, it closes again. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you had these media annoyances within iMessage or no? I, it do- I don't feel like that has bothered me to the extent it bothers you. But I could understand yeah. why that is a... It is a slightly weird interface. Yeah, yeah. I would go. I would go along with Dan here. I don't. I mean, I probably don't get as many iMessages as you do. Yeah, also true. We keep we keep coming back to that that basic point that Lex gets messages all day long, <laughs> and I do not. Yeah, yeah. Usually from Dan Moore and grimacing. <laughs> That's what I do. Saying, "Are we recording right now?" You know the one time that Dan Moore does not grimace. Something about Happy Meals. It's when he looks freaking fantastic. It's when he looks amazing because he's in a custom made-to-measure suit that fits the exact contours of that Morin physique. Dan, have you ever worn an Indochino made-to-measure suit? Why, yes, Lex. You know I have. I wore one at your very own wedding. My very own wedding. My very own. Not someone else's wedding, but like the most important wedding I will ever go to. My own. Also the most important <laughs> wedding that Lex ever went to. to the most, yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. You get to choose all the personal touches, including your lining, lapel, and monogram. The customizations are all your choice, and there are no extra costs. There's a flat rate for the suit, and that includes every customization you do, and it's made to your exact measurements. So you end up with a perfect fit for the shape of your body. They even have showrooms all across North America where one of their style guides can take your measurements and walk you through the process, or you can do it at home at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get an extra $30 off any purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. Plus, the shipping is entirely free. So it's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. They're high-quality custom suits for an off-the-rack price. We joke about this sometimes, but seriously, Dan looked great, and I love my Indochino suits as well. I have three, and I really, really, I wore one to my daughter's bot misfit, and it was fantastic. It's probably my favorite suit I've ever owned. Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND. In my opinion, and I'm just speaking for me, it's custom or bustum. <laughs> Never gets old. I wanted to mention a couple of the other things on the report card just because I thought they were interesting discussion points uh the lowest rate besides software quality the next lowest rank thing on the software on the report card was the apple tv 
which is something you know honestly that i do use every single day and i don't i don't feel like i don't feel like i'm super negative about it in part because what i've been using is the same for several years now like i haven't had to go out like i know john you bought a new one not that long ago yeah. Um, but like, I didn't go out and buy, like if I, I would be more frustrated if I had to go out and buy a new one just because they're so expensive for what they are. Um, and I think that there are definitely improvements that can be made on the software side. I think that like the future of TV is apps thing has kind of played out. Um, and obviously Apple is now doing its Apple TV plus app on like a bunch of different platforms too, which means that there's a question of like you know, is the Apple TV worth it at all? Like it used to be like, well, the content that you can only get here. And now it's like, well, you can get that content in a lot of other places now. <laughs> um, so it's become commoditized. Uh, but I don't think that the, I, I don't feel that the, the like usage of the streaming box itself is terrible. I don't love the remote, but I usually use a Harmony remote. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I But I do think it's the least... It's the least exciting of Apple's platforms, in part because I think we all wanted it to get there. And now that it's become commonplace, it turns out that it's not a thing with like a really deep bench of features. Like, because how many things do you really want to do when it's like, I want to find the episode. I want to watch the episode. uh, I want to be able to sort of play and find things. And that's about it. Like, I I don't have like a huge uh, deep feature request list for Apple TV, I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I I totally agree. I, as you know, I'm not a huge Apple TV the platform fan. I also am super annoyed with how the Apple TV app works on iOS because sometimes I want to browse what the Apple TV Plus shows are, and the Apple TV app, which in theory your brain expects will be dedicated to that, does not do an amazing job of surfacing mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus content. You have to like scroll past other apps that it's connected to that it knows you might enjoy watching and then find Apple TV. And what I have to do, at least for me, is I have to scroll left (laughs) past where it's like featuring a show to get to like the generic Apple TV plus graphic with lots of shows that I can start browsing all the content there. Do you guys know what I mean at all? I mean, Mm -hmm. I I almost never use the iOS apps. I got to be honest, like every once in a while i use the ipad to watch something you again i think this is a case where your use case differs from ours because you watch a lot more stuff on your phone i think than probably either john or i do yeah well i mean you know know the size of my phone (laughs) (laughs) i tend not to watch watch things on my phone that's that's the move Uh, but yeah no i'm with you lex i think that it could definitely be done better one of the things i really love the universal search feature i just wish that it worked with netflix (laughs) but that's a netflix thing not an apple thing um and in general, I, I mean, there are other features I would love to see on Apple TV that are features that competitors have. So, for example, like I like Amazon Prime Video's X-ray feature is really great. I wish it was on everything, but I can understand that that's like a, you know, that's like a competitive feature thing, right? Like that that yeah. might be hard for them to pull off in the same way. Um, that's the thing where it shows who everybody who's in a scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's got yeah. like other details too. And it's like, that's, right. it's actually super useful. Like I, I think it's, it's fantastic and I wish every, yeah. everything should have it. <laughs> Cause that, that yeah, is the thanks. example of like what smart TV does well. Um, right. Right. But like, you know, when it comes to a lot of the other stuff that's on the Apple TV, it's just, I feel like it's not, it's not an ambitious platform and it probably doesn't need to be like, I think all the stuff that they've tried to push to make it more ambitious has generally failed. Like, 
uh, yeah, I know some people who play some games on the Apple TV, but it is not a game playing device, really. No. <laughs> um, yeah. The series integration. I keep trying it, and I keep I keep defaulting back to doing stuff playing it's on the just, iPad. Most stuff is not designed for it. Most stuff is designed for the touch yeah. interfaces, and whether right. those are good or not is a separate issue. But like. Turns out if you design something for a touch interface, it just doesn't work as well on a TV when you're not like, you know, sitting, sitting two inches away from your 70 inch TV. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know the, the Siri thing. I, I like some of the features that Siri enables uh, on the Apple TV. I absolutely love the what did he say? What did she say feature? Um, yeah. That thing is a huge time saver for me because i'm always like whenever i'm writing notes about a show that i'm like you know i could do a podcast on i end up i don't always want the captions on but i like i'm like i missed that line it was muddy like something you know just went by too fast or there's a detail in there that i need to remember for later um so i have to like jump back and and it just it's so well implemented that feels like a really nice feature but it's it is the exception (laughs) to the rule yeah have you run into the bug where it just keep repeatedly asks you to uh, sign in? Oh, uh, to the to the store. I haven't had that one, but I had it on a third party app where it, it oh, God, would not I've restore. It, I've a had purchase. it so much, like just since the fall, since updating to again to the fall in the fall, and it it, it is the most aggravating thing in the world because you sit down, you try and watch something, and it will ask you to log in like forty seven times. And I think I just, I just like I rebooted it the last time and it seemed to like clear it up. And I think the answer is probably, oh, you got to sign out of iCloud and sign back in again, yeah, which okay. is just dumb, right? It's stupid. You shouldn't have to do that. I had that with a third party. I had signed up for a trial of uh, Epics and every other time I went into the app, it seemed to like, I think basically whenever it got booted out of memory, it'd be like, oh, sign in again. And I'm like, are you kidding? You can't remember yeah. that, I, you know, right, right. that I've signed up for this. Like, why do I have to do this every <laughs> single time? Yeah, that was incredibly irritating. But yeah, uh, it feels yeah. It's like uh, I said, sit down and watch like you know, like like a twenty minute episode of The Good Place, and it's like, oh, I gotta log, log in forty five times. <laughs> that seems fair. And there's no yeah. hyperbole there, right? uh, John. <laughs> I think it would if I hadn't rebooted. It would have asked me like you know continually. <laughs> John, have you considered? That you're in the bad place. <laughs> I, I did consider that, actually. I've considered it many, many times. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Apple TV could use some work. Um, yeah, I, I, I think 2020 is lined up to be an interesting year. I think there's like a lot of... It's going to be interesting to see where Apple decides to put its priorities this year. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get a good picture of that before June, but... It sure feels like there are a lot of places that they could stand to make some improvements. Um, and I, I'm kind of curious to th- see what they think are the places they could stand to make some improvements. Because oftentimes it's very different from what we think they could you know, use to improve. Yeah. Which is sad. Which is sad. <laughs> Dan, do you have... I mean, um, it's okay. I forget. Do you have AirPods? I do have AirPods. Since we're doing complaints. Oh, no. And not picks. I have AirPods Pro, in case that matters. Okay. And do you have do you have trouble hooking them up to your Mac? Mm. Or getting them to connect to your Mac? I have noticed once or twice that it's sometimes slower when I go to connect them okay. to a Mac than I, when I 
switch them like between ios devices or even my apple tv but i i wouldn't well, say i, I have no problem. problem i have no problems with ios whenever whenever i switch back and forth between my ipad and my iphone which i do frequently uh but and i'm pretty sure i've nailed this down to um podcasting <laughs> So I think the the act of connecting an external microphone to my Mac causes it to somehow forget the AirPods. Like, they, they don't exist anymore. And I believe a reboot fixes it, because um, I've, I've done this a couple of times, and um, I think I've noticed that when I, if I reboot, it's like, oh, okay, you can connect. But um, ex- I believe it's, you know, some sort of sound setting, you know, some sort of sound input glitch that won't allow the airpods to work again after i've used the I, microphone i have connected to the mac i've said this before and i will say it again i think that something with the bluetooth stack on mac os is fundamentally broken yes i yes, i don't know that. what it is right. but like for years i've had issues with bluetooth on the mac and for i i think apple got to a point where they're like well it's good enough for what most people seem to use it for we're just not going to worry about it anymore yeah. I, I will say this because I love complaining when I can, but Bluetooth on my Mac, I mean, I use a Bluetooth uh, keyboard and trackpad all day. And then like uh, the reason for my own weird crosstalk on this show is because I'm using uh, my my Bluetooth headphones right now for the show connected to my Mac. I have no challenge with it. My challenge mm. is all with my Bluetooth headphones with the... Uh, the Powerbeats Pro, and I imagine that AirPod listeners have this trouble sometimes too. Every once in a while, you take them both out and only one ear is working. And then you have to do the dance of putting one back in the case or maybe putting both back yeah. in the case or taking a different one out first. And that shit makes me crazy when I just want to listen and I'm spending my, because I'm not going to listen to a podcast in one year. I'm not a monster. But if, <laughs> so if I have to do that setup, I, uh, it makes me crazy. Um, so I, that's, I do. Hate I feel that like, dance. I feel like, like I used to have that. I used to have that with the old, you know, the original AirPods a lot. And then I don't with the new ones as much. I haven't noticed it with my AirPods Pro, but I don't probably again probably use them as much but i will say even with my keyboard and my mouse on my uh imac i will run into problems where they will get stuck in like these disconnected reconnected loops um where it'll just decide like yeah your trackpad's disconnected nope it's back nope it's disconnected nope it's back and i'll just plug it in and be like you know what work it out and then like it'll go away by itself (laughs) but it's i don't understand why it strikes me as like it's it's not like i've moved the trackpad very far away from the computer (laughs) um yeah so i i still i still think there's stuff in there that's just not i think they got it to a point where they're like it works most of the time and sometimes it's a little weird but we're just not going to worry about it i don't know why but that's my experience on the mac and bluetooth so Lex, maybe you're just a lucky person. <laughs> Listen, lucky Lex, we call you're him. not wrong. <laughs> That's that is what they call me. I um, I I was just talking. This is related to pretty much nothing, but I was just talking to um to some new coworkers who were telling me about their nicknames, and they had the situation where they got a nickname early on in like first or second grade. And then their friends wouldn't call them by that nickname anymore when they thought the nickname was cool. And I was like, you're talking to a person whose name whose name rhymes with sex. So they didn't call me Lucky Lex. They called me Sexy Lexi in first grade, mm-hmm. which was horrible. It was a moniker of shame. <laughs> and then in like seventh or eighth grade, I'm like, hey, anybody want to start calling me Sexy Lexi again? But it would not. It would, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it always the way? I couldn't get it to catch yep. back on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> so that's that. You know what might be something that catches on? No, tell me. Uh, it, it might be this week's sponsor. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Well, you out there have been listening to this very podcast. How would you know if your website has gone down? Would you know if customers couldn't click that buy now button or access your content? 
You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site. And way more importantly, when it's not, you, my friends, need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages per day. Pingdom helps keep your sites and the sites you love online. Doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom, and Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash sign up right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code REBOUND to check out to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and Relay FM. You're welcome. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the silences where we're, we're typing messages back and forth to each other. <laughs> yeah, that make, people, this, that make people, this podcast so special. Yeah, people on the show love that. <laughs> I will say, I, I had a question for you guys, actually. Um have you found now that you've you know had a long time to actually have access to it you guys made any shortcuts on ios <laughs> never mind okay. not a one yeah i did download uh federico vitici's um i i uh or what is it that's not itunes um music, music bot music <laughs> apple music and i've used them bot. a little bit yeah I have not used that. I will say, so Jason has a bunch of shortcuts that he uses to post things to six colors. And I ended up uh, adapting one of them, actually, for this very podcast, uh, because we post links to our podcasts when they go up. And he had made an automated one that worked fine for, uh, you know, he uses it for upgrade uh, and I use it for clockwise. And it was very simple, but I ran into a problem when trying to use it for our show. Uh, it didn't like our feed for some reason. So I ended up creating, uh, basically redoing Jason's shortcut, including creating a sub shortcut that got our, essentially, it didn't like our feed as an RSS. I'm not sure why. Uh, so instead, I retrieved it as like a JSON object and then converted it in and like repiped it into Jason's workflow. And it actually worked, which blew my mind. <laughs> like, I got I got it. lost between JSON and Jason there. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I don't know. It's pretty cool because now I tap on it. It, like, says, do you want to post the clockwise or uh, clockwise or the rebound? I tap the rebound. It goes through and automatically, like, gets the latest episode, gets all the notes from the show, uh, gets the URLs, plugs it into our CMS, and, like, basically just, like, takes me that page and is, like, once over everything. And if it looks good, you just hit save. Uh, and it actually saves me a ton of time. So uh, I actually was glad to find something that, that shortcuts work for. And it has gotten very powerful. Like I have to say, there's a lot of stuff you can do there. And there's a lot of um, utility apps that essentially exist, you know, not just necessarily to like make certain capabilities available in shortcuts, but that's one of the benefits. Like there's an app called Text Case that does a bunch of like text transformation stuff. Uh, and the app itself is is fine, but like the fact that it adds a bunch of actions that you can use in shortcuts really extends what you can do. Um, mm. So I think it's it's very clever. I, I kind of wish I had more, like, again, 10 or 15 years ago, I feel like this would have been huge just because there weren't as many apps for doing all these things. And these days, it feels like a lot of the sort of stuff you need to glue together yourself is less commonplace because there is an app that does these things. Um, but it's cool that this capability exists. 
Uh, and I, it was fun to sort of play around with it for a day and just see if I could make this thing work. Yeah, no, I haven't done anything <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> the, the, the only workflows that I actively keep are things to convert live photos to videos, things to turn things into animated GIFs or GIFs, whichever you prefer. Those are two and separate I have workflows. one that I don't even know if it still works, but I, I used it a couple of times, but it was, it was YouTube to MP3. So if there was like some cool video and you wanted to pull out the audio track, I had that. Oh, you had a shortcut a that did that? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, had a shortcut that did that. Interesting. That's cool. There's a uh, command line. Is there one that saves videos? One that saves YouTube videos with a shortcut? Yeah, it's it's. I don't have that. Okay, there might be one. There's a really good that. command line tool that works on the Mac, which in th- that's what I have. Yeah, yeah, that's what I use. Uh, you could YouTube probably, download, yeah, YouTube. YouTube yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I bet you could probably adapt that because there's like a run shell script on a on your Mac shortcut in or action in shortcuts. So you could probably adapt that to a shortcut where it grabs it and spits it back out to your to your iPad somehow. You're saying you're saying you could probably adapt it, meaning somebody one could, could. <laughs> one yeah, with some yeah, know not how, <laughs> not not necessarily a John Moltz. Thank you. I just wanted to be clear about that, John. I believe in you. That's what I want you to. That's what I want you to know. <laughs> and that's and that's why you failed, Dan. <laughs> I mean, within reason. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. If it's not SQL, if it's not SQL, I can't do it. <laughs> You could write it all in SQL and then adapt it to shortcut. Maybe I could. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, that maybe sounds like something. Could. I could. Maybe you could, John. You'll never know until you try. <laughs> uh, anything else going on in the world of technology? Uh, um, well, no, because last uh, because, week of, we, uh, uh, because of the coronavirus, everything is like all, all production has stopped. Right. <laughs> last week we were doing picks, and we all picked Spell Tower Plus. Yep. Um, I was on a text exchange with Jason Snell and Dan Morin earlier uh, this weekend, I guess, or sometime recently, complaining about clearly faked high scores on the leaderboards for that game. And Jason reached out to a uh, game creator, Zach Gage, who said, nope, they're just much, much better than Lex. So... <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was really happy because I was better than all of my friends on Game Center at Puzzle Mode. And then... Kirk McElhern, who, if I'm honest, I wouldn't even consider a friend. It pulled ahead of me by <laughs> pulled ahead of me by about 45 points, and uh, my just, life has I'm no meaning. I'm just playing the game. I'm not paying any attention to the leaderboards. I'm just like having a good time playing the game because the minute I start paying attention to the leaderboards, I'm going to get angry. I know I'm bad at it. So, oh, that's, weirdly, John, it doesn't even show you in my. Good. Uh, this is not trash talk. Like it doesn't show you. So, like something you're doing has not. You're not even in Game Center. Excellent. That game. Maybe that. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I haven't logged into Game Center through the app or something. Uh, because you because I don't uh, I don't mind that. <laughs> Do it, John. Come into games. Never. <laughs> the only way I can feel good playing Spell Tower is uh, knowing I'm better than my sorry. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, what was the wait? What was that? Oh yeah, uh, Pac Man's the one. Pac Man's the one that I own, right? Lex, I think what you mean is the yes. only way you can feel again is <laughs> <if you're> really <laughs> <laughs> just empty inside. Hoping to hoping to See, feel. I thought you were going to make a joke about me having friends, but instead it was about me having no feelings. Yes, I was about you feeling dead inside. That was that was where I was going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a thing that we haven't talked about in a bit. Yes, uh, probably just because Moltz is taking pity on me is how shitty the team running Amazon's Ring is. <laughs> and oh yeah, it's very very shitty. Yeah, true. 
Um, had those stories come out before I switched my entire house's alarm system to ring, (laughs) (laughs) then maybe I'd swap out the doorbell, but I'm definitely all in on the ring ecosystem. And I just say hi to the ring staff every day when I come home. (laughs) I don't, you say hi to each of your kids and then like, hi to Jody. You're just bathing in in the police state, letting the police state wash over you. I literally walk in and I go, Bezos, I'm home. Yeah, exactly. Uh That's right. I'm helping. Good. I'm keeping my house safer because the police are watching it at all times. <laughs> there, w- there was a story today about um, it was about Google, Google photos, Google photos. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, yeah, well, Google. Yeah, Google photos storing videos to other people's. <laughs> yeah, essentially there was a, or there was a bug where I think if you downloaded your video, your archive of Google photos, it might include other people's videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it was kind of a mess um i mean that it. could be very problematic yeah it really could uh so yeah google alerted some of its google photos users they had their private videos sent to strangers god <laughs> this ser- takeout service the service that lets you download all your data was affected by a technical issue between november november 21st and november 25th of last year it resulted in a small number of users receiving private videos that didn't belong to them <laughs> um oh my god yeah that seems like a literally a worst case scenario right like yeah yeah why why (laughs) i i don't understand how how that happens uh, yeah not great i mean i've written you know i've written bugs before I just think if there's a video, I have st- I, 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 over, I overestimated I overestimated um, revenue by a hundred thousand hundred thousand dollars one quarter. But yeah, but like that's not you know you, know, you didn't accidentally uh, you know download a video of your boss singing the final countdown in their pajamas or something. <laughs> probably, is, probably is that a sex thing? Yes, that- absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it is the way I sing it. Let me put it that way. <laughs> good to know good to know i'll have to look for that i'll have to check my uh check my icloud oh no that one that one i sent to you let's be clear like that's (laughs) that wasn't it that was no accident check this out hey oh i wanted to mention this other thing that i really enjoyed which i posted on six colors this morning uh as we record this the guy who used 99 phones uh to, oh, yeah. to trick google maps into thinking there was a traffic jam which i think is yeah. fucking brilliant like i mean he was doing yeah. it as an art thing but in my head it's how to set up like an armored car heist it's like you get, like redirect the car because like oh no there's too much traffic up ahead we should take this like this. that's uh oh yeah that's 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 pertinent to a, sh- a certain show that we've watched yes exactly that's a, that's a that's serious van heist uh exactly. situation yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I like that idea because I'd always wondered about that in terms of how traffic monitoring, like how apps do traffic monitoring stuff, right? Like they're not pulling traffic stuff, obviously, from like a, a government. S- yeah, exactly. Like a data yeah. service because there isn't a real time traffic uh, service for that. Like so Google and Apple and stuff like that. Uh, and I always wondered if that was why Apple's traffic stuff sometimes wasn't as good although in theory there are still enough phones that you feel like it could do the math right and i remember i remember when when steve jobs do you remember this when he published a letter on apple's site or there was a post on apple's site where they acknowledged 
when people were worried that Apple was misusing their stuff, Steve Jobs like, we would never do that. And here's stuff we're working on that we haven't talked about yet, including mm-hmm. using anonymized location data for traffic purposes. And realizing, because until that moment I wasn't smart enough to do it, that that's how Google was already doing it and how it would work. When you think about the complexity of looking at congregations of phones to understand traffic, it's really complicated because you have to know that they didn't just pull over at a rest stop or that they didn't just park at their house or at a building. Like Mm -hmm. you have to really do a lot of thinking. I would. There's things I could code. I could never code that, and it really blows my mind to think about. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, like even even in cases when people are moving and like there is a slowdown, you know, is it? Uh, you know, did someone dart across the road, right? Like, is that a traffic backup or was that just sort of a temporary thing that caused like 10 cars to slow down because there was someone, you know, running across traffic or something like that? And I'll definitely see, like, it always, I always find it very surprising when, especially when I'm driving on like, you know, non-highway roads, like sur- like surface streets. And it's like, oh, there's a backup up here at this light or whatever. And I'm like, why would there be a backup there? And I get there and there's nothing there. And it's because probably there is like, variability enough that something happened where it's like all right well it looks like this is a traffic jam but it actually wasn't um yeah that seems a really really difficult problem to solve especially anonymizing stuff along the way too like you gotta like that differential privacy stuff that apple does where it's like we're we're gonna add a bunch of statistical noise essentially to this to like make sure that there's no way you can track back information from it but we're still gonna use it to get meaningful actionable results (laughs) that is bananas (laughs) anyways Short answer is get yourself a red wagon, throw 99 phones in it. I guess you have to get 99. You had to get 99. Um, See, you're doing it for a heist. I just want to use it as a way to get places faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need to, you, I feel like you need to distribute it in some way. Because, like, I guess or, or if you, you are the traffic jam. Right. So that everybody else is choosing to route around you because they're seeing there's bad traffic yeah. there. All that's, I'm saying, Lex, is it is not out of the question that this could be a plot device in a future Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> i kept work trying to figure out a way to turn this uh story into a headline because it was in berlin uh a a 99 luft balloons parody headline uh but i don't quite i don't quite have it 99 smartphones i got nothing (laughs) no you nailed it i think you found the classic joke right (laughs) uh the video of me singing that will be available in your google photos archive later today And it's going to be so hot. So hot. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to call him Sexy Dan. You know, when I lived in Scotland, uh, my bus, this is, I think the show is over, but I'm just going to tell you the story anyways. Um, When I lived in Scotland, I went on a bus trip uh, over one of my vacations. And, you know, you pile into one of those like yellow tour buses and it was all fairly young folks. So people in their 20s and 30s. Um, And my bus driver uh, dubbed me Smoothie Dan because he thought I was uh, uh, basically trying to hit on all the ladies. (laughs) (laughs) But in a which is true. But in like a really smooth way, clearly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> also, if if you got to get a nickname like that, it's definitely best delivered in like a thick Scottish accent. Sure. Well, any nickname is best delivered in a thick Scottish. accent. This is accent. true. This is true. Yeah. That's why I only get mine. I only get mine from James Thompson. That's why we call him Shekshilekshi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing the show's over. Is all I'm saying. I think he's Spanish Russian. He just calls the snort. 
That was pretty good. Uh, I try. I try. Sean Connery, you got, he's, he's always playing like the wrong, <laughs> the wrong nationality. <laughs> yes, he's very Egyptian. Very oh, Egyptian. That's right. He was Egyptian <laughs> by by way of Spain. By way of Spain, he walks like one. Mm, he talks like one. Nope, he doesn't. He talks like Sean Connery. 